1: HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to a new edition of Q&A, our weekly podcast from the Hindustan Times. I'm Prashant Ja, the Editor of Views of the newspaper. In this podcast, I try to look at the big issue of the week and answer fundamental questions around it. This week, I want to discuss Uttar Pradesh. The state has been in news ever since protests broke out after the passage of the Citizenship Amendment Act. There has been violence. There has also been a fierce state backlash. I want to ask three fundamental questions. What do we know about what's happening in Uttar Pradesh? Why did protests take place here? What's the historical backdrop of it? And how has the state reacted and how should it respond? What we know about the situation in Uttar Pradesh is that after protests took place against the CAA, the state responded fiercely. Over 20 people are reported to have died, many due to bullet injuries, even though the police denies having shot protesters. We also are aware that there have been widespread detentions of minors as well as protesters and those who may not have participated in protests, particularly in Western Uttar Pradesh. We have seen and heard reports that the police went into Muslim homes, Muslim homes in particular, and picked people. We have seen reports and heard stories about how in Aligarh Muslim university, after protests broke out, the police response was excessive. Internet has been shut down in many parts of the state. There is section 144 in place, which prohibits gatherings of more than four people. This has, however, been defied by peaceful protesters. At the same time, we also know that many protests did translate into violence and vandalism. But I think it's more important to understand why has this situation arisen? To understand this, let's look at UP's demography and political history. UP has 200 million citizens out of which 40 million are Muslims. In the last election, or over the last three elections if I may suggest, Muslims have faced a severe crisis of underrepresentation. The Bharatiya Janata Party did very well in 2014 in the Lok Sabha elections. It swept the 2017 Assembly elections. It swept yet again the 2019 Lok Sabha elections. In none of these elections, the BJB gave tickets to Muslim candidates. Yet it did well. Muslims face a crisis of political representation. Over the past few years, there has also been a sense of siege in the community. We have seen incidents of lynching in Uttar Pradesh and people who have lynched get away with it. We have seen belligerent majoritarian rhetoric of the chief minister in particular, Yogi Adityanath, who has fashioned himself as a Hindu hardline leader. We saw The Supreme Court verdict emerged on Ayodhya, which is, of course, in Uttar Pradesh. Muslims respected the Supreme Court verdict and did not respond, as many feared they would, with violence. However, the CAA and the proposed Nationwide National Register of Citizens was the tipping point. This, many in the community felt, was a threat to their identity, was a threat to their very existence in India as citizens as equal citizens. We did see, after this, a degree of pan-Muslim mobilisation across the state. Some of it, as I indicated earlier, translated into violence. But if this was the backdrop of the protests, how did the state respond? To understand this, let's look at the nature of the political regime in power in Uttar Pradesh. The BJP in general, but Yogi Adityanath in particular, won this election and have fashioned their administration as one which caters largely to Hindu-majority interests. It does not have organic links with the Muslim community. In earlier situations of riots, disturbances, violence, the political leadership of the state, the bureaucratic leadership of the state, used to immediately engage with the community, used to diffuse tensions. In this case, however, what we saw was inflammatory language by Yogi Adityanath, who said, that there would be revenge against all those who vandalized public property. This, in some senses, gave a blank check to the police to act excessively. Please note, the restoration of public order is the task of the state. The police is within its rights to respond to violence, vandalism and even protests, but proportionately, but within the framework of law. And this rule was broken in Uttar Pradesh. The only way to have a clear sense of what happened in UP, whether the protests were violent and necessitated a response of this sort, whether the state selectively targeted a community, is through an independent inquiry. The court should probably take Somoto notice, should set up a judicial inquiry to investigate what has happened. The future of Uttar Pradesh will determine the future of India. Please join us for the next edition of the Q&A next week. If you have ideas, if you have issues that you would like us to talk about and engage with, please write to us at podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Talk to you next time. This was a Hindustan Times production
0: brought to you by HT Smartcast. HD
1: Smartcast.